This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by flashfilmacademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Save 25% off your first course when you use promo code THAT25. That's T-H-A-T-2-5. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Before we get started today, it's very important that you realize that this is the audio from a gold member live. If you're not a gold member, you're missing a lot because I like to bring people on the show and speak to them and listen to their questions and have other experts on the show who like to talk about ways to help you improve and grow your business. So if you're not a gold member, please hit that join button on YouTube and become a gold member so you don't miss great videos like this. Today, even though we're on Facebook for a minute, I know that is a rookie move. We're on Facebook for a minute and uh, we're going to go straight to our, our gold member section real quickly. I want to tell you that today's tip is really, really, it's a really good tip. It's free. It's something that you can implement on your website that will help you turn more listeners or viewers uh, into leads and turn those leads into clients. So it's something kind of simple it's not that simple but it's a little simple but most importantly it's free right it's two easy payments of free 99 and we're going to talk about that more on the gold side before i go to the gold member and we and we get off our free platforms i do want to make sure because i didn't put this out 20 times and i you would be surprised like i get a lot of messages about promo codes and discounts and stuff it don't always, I'm okay with it. It don't always mean somebody going to buy some. People just want to know, hey, what, what can I get it for? What can I? So listen, through the month of February, this right here, see that right there, 30% off all courses and bundles, 50% off all individual contracts by using promo code BBPD. Don't say I didn't tell you. I just want to put that out there. Don't say I didn't let you know. Don't say I ain't try to hook you up. Don't say I ain't try to look out for you. Don't say I ain't try to help you get what you need to get to go where you need to go. Don't say I didn't try. So there you go. 
BBPD. Anybody know what that stands for? Some people do, some people don't. All right, with that being said, we're going to uh, roll graphics. And after we roll graphics, we're going to talk a little bit. So let's go ahead and definitely uh, get that good old get that good old intro in here and let's do it you're listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast if you want to learn how to take pretty pictures this is not the place but if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host Ty Turner. Perfect, perfect. Let's get this show going. Let's get everything cracking. All my all my gold members. Sit tight because we about to reroute it and do our thing. But this is a this is a tip that I it's something that I actually tried out. Um and I was shocked at how well it worked. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was shocked at just how what I got from it. I was shocked at something that's free. Um that ended up just working i don't know how else to put it um just working but real quick let's let's go ahead and everybody that's on facebook on facebook i appreciate you uh jumping on real quick we're gonna go ahead and fade out and chop it up with our gold members so that we can uh go ahead and invite them onto the chat and get this thing going so i will see all my people on facebook i'll see you guys next tuesday at one o'clock all right let that load get out a second Get out a second real quick for those who want to jump on. Let me post the chat. Let me post the uh the link for that. But well, let me go into it real quick. Let me post the link. Okay, really free thing. Really, really free thing, right? What I've what I've determined um is that when you have clients that have instant questions, if they can reach you or feel like they have access to you, they tend to do business with you. If you can open that that line of communication. So for me, what I have done is I have placed a Facebook chat bar on my website so that it'll pop up in the right hand corner and it allows clients to send me a message. A lot of times they don't think they're getting a real person. 99.9% of the time you're getting a real person. It may not always be me, but it may be somebody that is um, assigned to cover it at that time. Um, But I am going to tell you where and how to get a Facebook chat bar or messenger um, plugin for your website for free. Because when you search for it, it's a lot of companies that try to charge you for it. And you shouldn't be paying for this because Facebook allow it for free. Also, there's other benefits to having this chat bar. One is you instantly get information about who your client is, name, you can look at profiles, anything you want. If you want to continue to talk. Two, if you got the Facebook business app, it comes directly to your phone. So, you know, you may want to make sure you and your significant other other understands that, hey, people can message me directly from my website. And those are clients. They're trying to do business. I am here for that. I'm about that life. Um, Three, in the future, right? If you decide to do marketing with Facebook, right? Because this code is a pixel code or what's called a Facebook pixel code, it will help with retargeting. So what is retargeting, Ty? Retargeting is clients who came to your website, looked around, thought about buying something, and then they left. We can now direct 
uh, some sort of advertisement towards that client. A lot of companies send promo codes and discounts or send you an email or a message and say, hey, you know, you left something in the cart. Don't forget it. You know, we can do things like that as well. Once you place this um, code on your website, it plays a part into advertising. If you have a a marketer who gets access to your um, your Facebook marketing, they can have access to that information. So it doesn't do it automatically. We make sure that's clear and upfront. You won't automatically get this. However, you will start to begin to build a track record of people who are coming to your site if they have Facebook. It'll it'll leave kind of a token um, if you have Facebook. So very important that you understand that. And I am going to post or I'm going to tell you how to add that to your site. Because when I first wanted to do this, I almost paid for plugins and monthly services to do this. And since Instagram and Facebook is merged, you'll have access to both people and probably WhatsApp soon. Um, both client base when they come to your website. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to developers.facebook.com and you're going to search for the chat plugin. It's just a regular general chat plugin. If I had my old system, you got to forgive me because I am in between systems. I was used to run this off of my iMac and, uh, I'd had a separate system and I can do something different than the system back there, but I am literally running this live off that system. That's back there with an additional monitor here um, until next week, until the new system, the new M1 Mac Mini, and I'll give you guys a review on that, um, until the new M1 Mac Mini uh, come in. But what you want to do is you want to go, when you go to developers.facebook.com, you want to go to Messenger, where it says Learn More, um, and then they'll talk to you. They'll, you'll see information about how to add it to your your uh your website and look what's great about it is you can create you can generate bots that automatically talk to clients and answer the same questions that you're receiving over and over again in fact there's a lot of jobs on fiverr where guys will completely set up the bot for you and do everything for you if you if you're using squarespace this is an easy copy and paste a few codes in a few different places to get this thing going if not, you may want to check with your provider to see how you can have access to the places or areas of your website where you need to add um, you need to add the code. So just something to think about as you as you build your website. Now, what I love about this is you would be surprised at how many clients actually talk to me on this. Um, not a lot where it's nerve wracking. I'm probably about two or three per week, but I've saved a lot of clients who just had quick questions. You know, Hey, we were thinking about you guys or the other guys. Do you guys do this? We sure do. Um, you know, and that'll lead to give me a little more information about your company, you know, about the project. And we'll go from talking and I will almost do what my form does, but get that same information to set up a call, to speak with the client, to move forward. And I've had two or three sales, um, or close two or three clients within the last month, just from the Facebook messenger. Um, for some reason, because it pops up and people are instantly signed in, they feel comfortable um, talking and they know that they're getting a real person. And that's the thing. People think that they're always getting bots. They're not. A lot of times they're getting real people. Um, another place this has helped has been even on the Flash Home Academy. When you go to that website, you'll notice that I have one there. 
And there it helps with a lot of questions people have about, you know, about this course or that course. And usually people just want to, you know, run their ideas or have a long drawn out conversations about some job that they're about to land and they need advice. Um, and from there I can refer them to maybe some one-on-one coaching or something like that. However, it's a great way to stay connected. Um, you're going to feel like everybody in their mama, um, is going to, um, be there, but I promise you it's not. So, so the Facebook messenger pops up, right? It all on my website, it'll pop up and say, Hey, you have any questions? You'll see that you're already signed in. You will see your, um, you will see your information already generated and you don't have to fill out half the stuff that's in my message box, such as, um, or in my form, such as your name and all that stuff. It automatically generates that. So people see that they're signed in. They see that your website is trusted with Facebook and people feel comfortable. Um, people feel comfortable just jumping right into that conversation. So it just, it opens the door and it, it makes it a little easier for people to do business with you. Um, and it makes people a little more comfortable um, when it comes to doing business. In fact, I, I got just just had Tim with Scary Good Market, and I'm sure he can jump in and talk about some of the advertising he's done with the Facebook side of things and how it plays a part uh, in that. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Ty? What's going on, everybody? And and it's something that I've learned. You know, we're email is great. Um, email has its place, but younger generations tend to do like things like messenger text messaging and things like that. Um, emailing is, I'm not saying it's not dead. It's great for corporate, but depending on who your target audience is, they're starting to move towards other avenues or other, other methods of communication. Um, I know for instance, whenever I work with, um, outsource anything or purchase anything outside of the country, like China, they use a lot of WhatsApp and I'm, I'm just not a fan of WhatsApp. I don't use it on a regular basis, but if I am, I give you an example, when I had, uh, started the photo booth business, I bought a lot of my parts and components from China and I had to use WhatsApp to communicate and make sure things were right. Um, and I got things going, um, you know, and, and that was just an app that I used. I had to use it. So people are looking to, um, people are looking to, they're looking for different methods of communication and Facebook messenger has been working hard to make sure it has been a very solid platform and they're trying to, you know, be the centerpiece. They're trying to take all the companies they own and route all of the messaging through all of those companies, through Facebook Messenger, as you'll see, Instagram is now using Facebook Messenger, and you'll see other companies that they own scrolls into this one platform. So um, it's just a place where people, you know, everybody's a majority of people, you know, that they're already on Facebook, they're already signed in, and it just feels a little more intimate when it comes to um, submitting a question and, and, and speaking. Um, quick, real quick, Tim, I know, I know you, you do a, a lot in the marketing and I'd love to hear, um, you know, how you feel about the, uh, Facebook messaging side of things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So one is like you said, I mean, Facebook messenger to get the little bot on there or even just the, the chat window. I mean, it's free. 
yep. uh, that's definitely the best option. Um, like for us in our agency, we've kind of gone through a few different ones. Uh, we're always testing out new ones, but a lot of the time, if you even go with a lot of other companies that have them, they all integrate with <laughs> Facebook Messenger anyway. Um, and there's a lot of things that you can do with like the automation side, like what you talked about, which is really, really nice. Um, the only thing that you have to worry about is if you do a lot of heavy automation and you're consistently essentially sending people messages all the time. And if your messaging starts to like tank, Facebook could potentially suspend it. Um, that is one thing. So you don't want to like just blast people all the time because you can. Um, it's email is better for that because email is a little bit more forgiving um, than that. But yeah, I mean, even like you said, just if somebody has a quick question, they can just, you know, click on that, send it to you. You can respond um, as quickly as possible. The, the one thing I do have to say, at least from my own experience, is if you're going to do it, make sure that you respond as quickly as possible. Because if you have it and it takes like three days for you to message somebody back, then I would suggest don't even put it on there. Like yeah, it's something it's, that you it shows want to make sure you're yeah your your response your average response time. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing. But I mean, realistically, like you said, if you have it on your phone, like you can look at a quick message and it's relatively easy to respond back um, and just let them know. Cause the, and the other thing is if you're doing automation, don't be like, we'll get back to you. And then <laughs> never hear back from that. I, I don't know how many companies I have like, you know, wanted to get more information about something and they have like a pre filled whatever. And then I hear back like a week later and I'm like, well, I don't even care about, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was asking. So. Uh, that's definitely, I think, the big thing with that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic. It definitely helps with conversions, helps, you know, interacting with that lead that you potentially have for sure. And I've mostly used it on the defense. I don't use it much on the offense where I'm going after people. I just like to be available. Sometimes you have clients that have little questions, and those little questions are normally things that they're trying to determine, should I go with you? Should I go with somebody else? Is it worth giving you a call? Is it worth filling out this information um, to, to, to bug you about? You know, sometimes I get a lot of little questions like that, um, and you'd be surprised that they just turn into, you know, full-fledged, subscription-based clients or full-fledged clients um just just having the ability to reach me and just having that access um a lot of them just love it you know and it is a it is a it's value it's it's a valuable feature that kind of shows value hey i'm accessible hey i'm your you know you'll be able to reach someone from the company at all times now you may want to be a little you know if it's after hours or something like that but um, you'd be surprised at how many times I'm usually up working late, especially on the Flash Film Academy side. And I get a lot of people who are just in different parts of the world um, that just reach out and say, hey, Ty, uh, I, I bought a Black Magic and I love the video you did about cinema cameras. What do you think about this cable? And I'll write them back like I like that. And they're like, whoa, I didn't expect to get you. You know, what I mean, so, um, you know, something like that. People people appreciate it and, and they become you know, a diehard subscriber or something from that because they, they've had access. And the same thing has happened um, with Flash Film Media. I've actually had a job that was, um, it was a last minute, like a company canceled on them. 
um, the night before their shoot. That was the next morning at nine. And they literally sent me a message that night after hours because I got it. You know, we close at, f- at five um, and they sent me a message at like eight. And then we're like, you know, if there's anybody available, if there's any way. And I was right there like, yeah, we are available tomorrow morning. We can shoot you an invoice right now and shoot you and, uh, you know, send me the itinerary. Where I literally booked the client through Facebook Messenger and they paid, you know, whatever because it was last minute. Um, you know, I was able to contact my other shooter and we ended up taking two shooters out there and just off Facebook Messenger. So when I, did, I really... I really added it because I thought it was just a great feature, but I didn't realize how much of a lifesaver um, it could be, especially when it comes to to um, just just closing clients. Go for it. Yeah, so I want to uh, answer the the question that came in the the difference between like subscribing to an email list versus the Facebook Messenger. Yes. Um, so, in my opinion, both of them are completely different to a degree. One is your Facebook Messenger needs to be a quick way for a potential client, a lead, somebody to get the information that they're looking for quickly, right? That could be something like, hey, you know, I couldn't submit my request, right? That's something that they can send to you and you can address that problem. Um, Getting somebody to subscribe to an email list, in my opinion, I'm not a big fan of just like, hey, subscribe to get discounts or this, that, whatever. I think that you should look at your niche and come up with something that's enticing to get those people to give you their email, some kind of lead magnet. So like, for instance, like if you've ever been to our website, like Scary Good Marketing, we have like an exit intent pop, which essentially if you're going to close out, there's a pop up. And what that is, is our checklist it's a facebook ad checklist it's eight common elements that we found from hundreds of thousands of ads that we've either ran um, researched studied it's eight elements that make up an ad that gets a lot more clicks so like that's what we give people if they give us their email address you want to give something of value to get that email and then we kind of go through and have them um, we are changing our email automation right now, but it'll walk them through additional things in Facebook advertising, right? That's really one of the big drivers of our business. Um, We do other stuff, but that's really why a lot of people visit our website. So um, that's really what it is, I think, in a sense of it being a little bit different. So on Flash Film Academy, um, I use a free course to build my email list, right? I use a or a free contract to build my email list. When you sign up for a free contract, you agree to join the email list. Um, so as long as you're giving the client something, they'll join the email list. And again, depending on how corporate your target audience is, would determine whether or not, in my opinion, you know, it's even worth pushing email lists a lot. Like the good thing about corporate America is they're sitting in front of their computer every day. They got um, Outlook up every day. It's easy to catch them to catch up, to have something pop up on their screen and say, hey, you know, right now is the time to, you know, up, update your headshots. Um, the average person, it's just difficult to do that. I mean, go to your Gmail right now and just look at how, how many piles of emails you have that you didn't even know you got. Because if you got a notification for every spam mail you got, you go crazy. You throw your phone out the window or you would delete the Gmail app and they don't want that. 
So, you know, it's it's a time and place for it. Um, and the pop-up is, like I said, what I love about it is, remember, I, it, it's all about a sense of urgency, right? I want clients that need my services now, right? I want clients that know what they want. They're just looking for the right person. It's kind of like um, the yellow pages effect, right? If somebody's in your chat window, they need some information now. They're not just talking. They're not just lollygagging. They, they need probably need somebody to come to a shoot in an hour. Can we do it? Yep. I keep my batteries charged. I keep a bag ready like a fireman so I can just jump in a suit, grab, slide down a pole, jump in the van, and I'm out. I always keep a camera ready. I should actually add that and do a video on that, but I always keep a camera ready um, just in case I'm called to last-minute things because last-minute things cost a lot. And if I'm doing, I'm, if I'm not doing nothing, you know, I'll miss an episode of Martin so I can go out and, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, pay your mortgage for two months. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, it just depends on, you want to make sure that you are available. And my phone lines cut off after a certain time. They go straight to, not, they go straight to voicemail. And you do that for peace of mind. Um, however, somebody that's reaching you on that chat needs you now. They don't want to, they don't care about what color your truck is. So what's the pricing on a last minute job compared to a regular pricing? Um, So in, and in, in, I know it's not out yet, but um, and I, I kind of want to touch it. In module two, I talk about urgency and how to add value with urgency and things like that. But usually it's like a, something urgent is usually started about a 25% um, price hike. Um, depending on how soon you need it, how urgent you need it. This is our normal time of operation. If you need it faster than that, you know, that it, it'll be extra. It's just like if you go and deliver, a, get a package delivered, this is the normal delivery date. We can do it overnight for this price. We can do it two-day for this price. We can do two-day air for that price. Um, and it's usually a, a, a big difference. I mean, a package that can cost you $15 can cost you $350 if you do it overnight. And if you need it overnight, price is not an option. So that's the same with 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 content. Um, if you need it that fast, you're probably willing to pay for it. Um, so I just want to make sure that and 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 something that 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 I push in module two, and you guys will see shortly, um, is how to make sure you create that product out of that service so it's available um, as an a la carte item or a reason to upsell um, or an item that's available to upsell. Um, so definitely something that to keep in your back pocket as, as an, you know, to expedite things and get things going. Just something to think about. Um, but last minute jobs pay 25 to 50% more depending on what it is. You need last minute editing too. You know, you need it edited by tomorrow. It's going to cost you. Now, if you got, you know, four or five days, that's different. But I've literally had jobs where they wanted me to film and provide something by the a.m. I've literally had stuff. People call me at three, need me there by seven to film. And it, like especially like uh, award ceremonies or like banquets and especially during like COVID with, with people who are, you know, um, videographers like, oh, I sent the email, you know, three days ago saying that I tested positive for COVID or I was exposed, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, they need somebody, you know, they need somebody to live stream their setup or come do whatever. So right now is a great time to have, you know, the buddy system. If you got someone that's in your city that also offers the same services you got, just in case you, 
you pop up positive one day and you got to shoot tonight. Can your can your buddy go cover you? And, you know, you already worked out what the pay would be and things like that. So I have a, a, a I have two guys um, in my city who, who are guys that have worked for me. Um, and if something happened, I would be more than happy to go through on one of their shirts and go represent them to the best of my ability. Um, and vice versa. I've had them, you know, I've had them do the same for me. I've, I've had it where I've covered events, like portions of events cause they had a 30 minute, you know, uh, overlay or traffic or something. And, uh, I'll tell you a crazy story real quick when it comes to that. So, uh, a friend of mine got hired to do an event and, uh, he was like, Ty, I got the one company in the world you don't want to work for. And I really need you to cover just 30 minutes of them. And I'm like, oh man, what company is this? And it was the old company I used to work for TGI Fridays. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to see them jokers, whatever. So I, I ended up doing it and I ended up going there and, um, covering it. And it was just, it was just crazy. Um, but you know, I ended up covering it for about 30 minutes and he came and showed up and did his thing. But, uh, it was real. I don't know. It was just, you know, imagine leaving a company like mad, leaving them. And then you got to go back and work with them for a minute. It was literally like that. So, you know, but you know, can you, Tim, can you talk a little bit about, um, do you guys use pixel for retargeting a lot? Can you, can you just explain a little bit more about, about that? And, and I, I, I'm not going to go too super deep into it because it's so much to online marketing. Like I, it's just as much as I want to get my elbows dirty in it and learn about it and love it. It's not where my passion is. And I know I'll never be as good as a person like Tim, for instance, who specialize in it and I'll never be able to be as efficient and get the most most from my dollar. So it's good to understand what it is and then be like, all right, professional, like I'm, I'm going to let you do it so you can, you know, knock it out the park. So just, just to give them an idea of, you know, pixel and retargeting and things like that. Yeah, no worries. Um, so one is it's pretty simple to set up. Um, it's not anything too crazy, but the, the big thing is, is essentially the, the best example that I always give is, have you ever been to like Amazon or you've been to a website and you were looking at a product and then all of a sudden when you go on to social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, um, in this case, Facebook or Instagram, and then that product just starts showing up everywhere. Mainly what that is, is it's a Facebook retargeting pixel. Now, the reason they call it a pixel is because it's literally a pixel size that's on your website and essentially if you know anything about like cookies or any i'm not going to go super in detail because i mean i can probably talk for like five hours on all the things because there's a lot in there but essentially what it allows you to do is anybody that visits your website you can show them um remarketing material right so like Sometimes like what we do is uh, I actually just set up remarketing advertising for our company today. And what we do is sometimes we may just take like the top frequently asked questions and I'll shoot a video addressing what those frequently asked questions are, because I know if somebody visits my website, they may have additional questions and those videos will start showing up on their news feed, their Instagram feeds any of that, and they'll continuously see our stuff. Now, you can pretty much put almost anything. It depends on um, what you're doing. But 
the nice thing is, is like with a pixel, you can really target down to exactly what they saw. So like if you go to, right, like if I was a restaurant and you looked at a burger, I can show you retargeted advertising about our burgers. Or if you looked at, you know, salads, I can show you exactly, you know, retargeted ads about the salads that we have. So you can get very, very like super targeted or you can go a little bit broader. Um, and there's a lot of different things that you can track and look at and whatnot. And it really just helps with um, your advertising. And it's the cheapest advertising that you can do because these people already kind of know who you are versus going and trying to show an ad to somebody that doesn't know anything about you. They don't know your company at all. So I'm going to tell you we're, we're retargeted. <laughs> I'm going to tell you we're retargeted, like blew my mind um, and, and landed me a big client when I was doing retargeted. So I had a client come to my website and look at like video production. And then they left my website. And a few days later they were on CNN and then my company popped up on CNN. Like, and they were like, like, I knew you were good, but when you popped up on CNN, like we had to book you and I, and it was nothing but, a, and I'm like, what? Like it was nothing but retargeting. Like it, it just, you know what I'm saying? But because I popped up on a site that they go to, they frequent that they feel like they trust. And they were like, Flashville Media was on CNN. I, you guys got to be the best. And I was like, yeah, we, that's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we're on the big stations and the big networks. And you know what I'm saying? So they they were like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and they literally called me with that. Like, you know, I was thinking about going with another company. But though that company didn't show up on, when you guys showed up on CNN, I knew you guys were for real. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's us. You know, we're everywhere. You know, we're everywhere. So it was it was kind of like it was weird uh, that <laughs> and I'll tell you another story that and I had a <laughs> I only tell this on the gold members, but that and I had an old ex-girlfriend that was stuck on my website. And now she's like, everywhere I go, I see damn flash from media popping up in my <laughs> so I'm trying to get you out of my head. And I go places and flash from media is popping up on my screen. I'm like, well, hey, you know. It is what it is. So um, that's what I love about it. And you got to think about it like this. Every free service or site that you use on the Internet, they're using information to target advertising towards you. So every message you send on Google, Gmail, everything you do that's free, they're using that information to advertise to you. So you're kind of creating a situation where they know exactly what you like. That's why I feel like. If you go in a Facebook chat message with your friend and y'all talking about, you know, Jeeps all day, you're going to start seeing a lot of Jeep commercials and Jeep accessories. And you know what I'm saying? You're going to start seeing all kinds of stuff like that. So it is, I mean, everything, everything about social media is designed to market towards you, period. Just like every TV show is designed almost around commercials. Well, you know, it's good, Tyler. We're talking about marketing. Cause I got to get in touch with my man, Tim over there. Cause I want to get into uh Facebook marketing. Cause I was paying for those $30 ads. And I was like, yeah, like you said, a lot of traffic, but it was like, all right, well, whatever, man, what's going on with this. So Tim, that's what we got to talk about. Mary. I don't know if you can delve into that a little bit, like um, how does it work and maybe get into a little pricing. I don't know how it works. You know, just give me an idea. I'm you know, I'm going to, since, you're with Ty. I'm going to stay with you and see how it works out. One million dollars. 
Yeah, you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> or we can yeah, we can we can work something like out about a trip to Puerto Rico. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean the big thing is is right like there's one is I would definitely say book a free strategy session with us. We can really deep dive into everything. I mean there's so much to look at because just like what Ty was saying is like with the the pixel so like Facebook has a pixel, Google has its own version of pixels. Uh, Pinterest has pixels, TikTok, like every platform has their own thing. And just to kind of go off of like what Ty was saying of like how everything is tracked. So on Facebook alone, there's over, I don't know what the new count is, but there is over uh, 80,000 data points that are tracked on your account. So anytime that you go somewhere, do any of that stuff. And a lot of times like they have what's called an affiliate network. And that's why like CNN is technically an affiliate network. They place Facebook essentially ads on there and your ads can serve there. So the thing is, is like almost any websites that you go to, if they're affiliated with those platforms, which most of them are, that's where they're getting that data. So if you go and you look at something, they're collecting that data and us as advertisers, we can go out and really pinpoint exactly what that is. So real quick, I don't interesting. Real quick, I don't want I don't want to cut you off, but I want to say one quick thing. It's even down to your GPS location. Like Facebook will determine that you're in a Burger King and and McDonald's will start advertising to you. Like they're even looking at where your phone is to determine how to advertise to you. Just where you're standing. And that's that when you talk about data points, that's just one of them. That's just absolutely crazy. Google as well. You know, they they advertise to you based off wherever you are standing. I've noticed that I'll be in a McDonald's, you know, sometimes when I go for the kids and I'll get Burger King stuff pop up or like a competitor that's right across the street. It'll be like right across the street. You can get two Whoppers for five dollars. And you'd be like, man, this is tempting. So my bad. I just wanted to jump in and say that real quick. That, that, that yeah, Tom Cruise movie, that uh, Majority Report. Oh, no, you said Minority Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's there. It's pretty much there. Sorry. Yeah, about. and I mean, it, and the 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 crazy thing is, like, Google tracks over a hundred thousand data points, but it's because Google has been around way longer. They have so much more stuff, and then they all buy data. And actually, one of the things that um, gets tracked the most is actually your credit cards. So credit cards, anytime you sign up for a credit card, you give them the right to track all of your purchases. So that's really where the majority of the data is coming from, of like your buying behavior. Because like in Facebook, I can go and I can be like, let me target people based on an income and their buying behavior. So I can go into Facebook and be like, I want to show this ad to people that have made online purchases within the last 30 days. Right. And I know that those people are, are uh, a lot better at buyers. You know, we can target you for your birthday. I can target you, you know, like if you like hot wings, but you don't like salads, like I can target you based <laughs> on pretty much almost anything. It's it's a lot of people always get creeped out about it. To me, it's super fascinating because we look at the data all the time so that that's really the big thing is like these pixels and these tracking things really help you in that and like i said retargeting advertising is always way cheaper and i think that it's it's something that everybody should have and there's like i said it's really really simple to get set up at least to get your your tracking data um 
because like I said, I mean, even just if you even just spend as little as, you know, $5 a day on Facebook and Instagram, just to have an ad that pops up that says, Hey, you know, we saw that you checked out our website. Is there anything that uh, you have questions on? Send us a message and you can have an ad that links right to your messenger and do the exact same kind of thing, right? And you can get those clients back. You can have that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's, it's one of those that once you set it up, um, of course, you want to test your ads. You want to test that kind of stuff. But once you have it set up, you pretty much never really have to worry about it. Um, and that's really one of the big things that we um, work with, especially with new clients is like, if you don't have that, let's get that set up because right. If so, like I said, if somebody visits your website, they already kind of have an idea about who you are. You're not just going after somebody that's never heard about you. Right. So that's really the big thing. Like I said, I mean, I can talk a lot about everything. It's just, it's hard to like condense a huge subject down to, you know, like the, very small portions because like I said, it is kind of a little bit different for every business, right? Like the way that I retarget may be a little bit different than you or, or that or whatever. But that's why, like I said, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about it, you know, we can definitely get on a call. Like I said, we usually do about an hour long where we really go and look at a lot of stuff. Um, Cause like I said, I mean, there are similarities, but everybody's business is a little bit different in what you have to offer, how you offer it, and even how you just, you know, the the language that you kind of use in your overall brand. So, what's for those who are watching later or who haven't had a chance to chop it up with you and talk to you? How can they get in contact with you, Tim? Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the the easiest thing is one is I am in the Facebook group. My name is Timothy Cedillo. So you can message me there. Or like I said, I mean, you just go to our website. It's just scarygoodmarketing.com. Um, and we have free strategy sessions, like I said, where we can kind of sit down, kind of look at some stuff. Um, and normally a lot of these strategy sessions are if you're looking to hire us, um, that way we can kind of evaluate your business and even see if it makes sense because just like anything, like if it doesn't look like we may be a good fit, we can always refer you to somebody that I believe is going to be able to help you the best. Um, but it's really, like I said, we really have to dig into your business to learn more about it and, and evaluate those kinds of things. So. Like I said, th- those are probably the two best ways to reach out to me. Because if it don't, as if, it, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Or as we say in the hood, exactly. um, th- that works. You know, um, a lot of companies that I know of use retargeting is once I go like I'm. So if you follow me personally, I got a Dodge Challenger. I'm doing too much stuff to it. Uh, it's I'm just doing too much stuff to it. I'm spending too much money on it. And I'll go to these websites that sell like all these hoods and stuff for the motor and turbos and superchargers. And I'm like, ah, I'm thinking about it. And I leave. And then for the next day, they just keep offering me coupons like 20 percent. It start off with like 5 percent off. Then it's like 10 percent off and it's like 20 percent off. And I'm like, ah, it's 20 percent off. I got to go get it. So, so I go back and I buy something and I get 20 percent off and I'm mad at myself. But now I almost kind of like I like to trick the algorithm and just like wait to see if it's going to offer me something. I'll leave it in my cart. What you going to say too? Yeah, I was going to piggyback off of that. I'm like, that's definitely one of the problems of being a marketer. Like, I know all the like ninja tricks. So mm-hmm. it's like, add it to your cart, put your email in, leave, 
wait for an email to come back and get a coupon and a discount and all what yep you know and it's i mean granted a lot of the time like i said it's like what i tell people is i'm like the only reason i really have social media is to look at ads like <laughs> a lot of people go to like you know connect with their friends I'm, I'm terrible at accepting friend requests so if you ever send me a friend request i probably will never accept it not that i don't like you it's just my sole thing is right like as an advertiser i'm like that's all we do right super bowl is coming around i'm like yes. i'm ready to watch all the ads me like too. i could care less about the game but you know it's just funny because yeah it, I'm, I'm definitely the same way in that it, it's just so funny I love I love the game, but after that first kickoff, that first set of commercials start, which are the most expensive. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. And then right after halftime is the second most expensive. So I, I love both. Um, but I, I it's the equivalent of back in the day, you know, call your call your cell phone provider. Tell them you want to you know, you want to cancel it. They're going to send you to an apartment that's called retention. That department has all the juice. They can do everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that, but uh, that little hack. But, you know, it's it's advertising. So I, I, I have, they got me on, like recently, they got me on some stuff that was, I shouldn't, I don't say I shouldn't have bought it, but 20% off, I just could difficult for you not to buy it, that's yeah, for sure. That's, you know, that's 20% off. I mean, it was to the point where, so the site have you enter your year, your car, your color, and then they'll send you advertisements of a car that's the same color as yours with the with the stuff on it you're thinking about buying. And you're like, oh, that looks good. Like, my car could be, you know what I'm saying? So they get you. So you can do the same thing with your business. You know, if, if it's headshots, if it's offering coupons, if it's, um, offering discounts if it's things like that um, for your clients. I mean, remember, I, you know, the goal is to make products out of your services so you can kind of do the same thing with what you offer, um, you know, and it depends on what your niche is and what, you know, what product you're trying to push um, within that niche. If you're doing headshots, you can do multiple backdrops, multiple looks, multiple angles, multiple, you know, Maybe, you know, we'll give you free teeth whitening and skin clearing or however you want to do it. It's something that you can throw on and add and make it harder for a person to say no. Um, and, you know, they've been to your site, so they're interested. They're looking. They're ready. Um, so, yeah, retargeting is, is, is huge. Um, and it's something that, you know, when you get with someone who understands marketing, you can you can probably spend a year trying to figure out marketing and won't even get to the idea of understanding retargeting. Um, and, and I say that cause myself, I kind of was, you know, big and learning about Google ads and, and I literally hired a company that introduced things that I was like, I, I just didn't know existed. And I felt bad. I felt like here I am wasting all this time trying to learn this stuff. And I am, I'm thinking I'm doing something and I'm not a centimeter into this big old area of, of this big old area of expertise or this area of marketing, you know, it's best to just pay what I got to pay to get it done. Right. And then, you know, they were working to be more efficient, to make things more efficient so that I could get a greater return on investment. And it worked out for me. Um, it definitely worked out for me, uh, in the long run. And then all I had, all I had to do was really bring in someone to help me focus on, um, the trap, right. So they bring me targets to my trap. They bring me people who need what I want right now and ready. I need to just make it easier for them to understand 
what I do, how I offer it, my pricing, so I can turn them into leads. And and that's the thing, uh, uh, Ben, I know you're talking about, you know, you paying, you're getting all this traffic. It's two parts to that. It's one, making sure you got the right traffic coming from the right place at the right time because they could be bots. It could be a bunch of people who are looking to take photography classes. And because you're advertising under photography, they're on your page and they don't see it. Um, it could be a bunch of people. You could you could post that, hey, I'll shoot with a, a Sony A7S Mark IV, and you may find people that's looking for LUTs for an A7S Mark IV, and they're on your page, and they're not the right people. So right. I like to let the marketing company develop the strategy on who to go after once they get to know me. And that's why it takes time for a company to sit down and get to know you, see what you're offering, see what you're selling, see what you're trying to do. Um, and once they determine that they usually find and they, they go after your target audience um, and they try to, you know, develop strategies to bring them to your website. After they do that, it's up to you to make sure your website is um, in a position to help turn those, that, those traffic or that traffic into leads. Now, Tim, so Tim question for you. So once, you know, I, I just set up the, uh, the appointment. Now, once you do that, what do you go? You you go and you check out the website. You 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 use your best judgment on what I bring to you, and you look at every every aspect that I bring to you, and you and you make a judgment on if I'm able if you're able to help me. Uh, yes. So one is it's not just like we just don't look at things. I mean, we actually have like softwares tools that I can go through and I can scan through your website. I can see every single like if you're using Mailchimp. I can see that if you have a Facebook pixel, I can see that if you, you know, we look at that. And then I also, we'll, we'll go through and look at like the copy. We'll kind of go through that. And when we get on a call, like if you are running ads, we actually have a way to go in and you can give us temporary access to your ad account. And I can look at like, what are the ads that you're running? How much are you spending? Um, what are the conversion? Like I can look at all of that data um, right. Granted, I can go to your website right now and I can pull up probably any ad that you have running. Like I said, it, but it's just because we know how to do it. Right. But I can go through and, and literally look at everything and be like, well, I see that you're using, you know, this kind of thing. So I have an idea of what you're tracking. I have an idea of some of those things. And really the big thing is where a lot of people get it wrong is it's either you're just not targeting the right people. You're going a little bit too broad um is normally what we see is that you're just like i want corporate clients and i'm like great but like what a you know like what a dentist maybe or whoever values is way different than you know like a construction company right they're not the same they're like the language that they use like a construction company looks at new clients as quotes and jobs where a dentist looks at patients and even just having those two different things can dramatically change the outcome of your ad. Cause right. Like if I go to a, a dentist and I'm like, Hey, do you want to get more customers? Mm -hmm. Well, they don't really think of their patients as customers. They think of them as patients. Right. And the right. same thing, like if I use customers to go to a construction company, they're like, what do you mean customers? We don't have customers. We want more quotes. We want more jobs like those are the key phrases that they use when they refer to new customers um so that's really the big thing and then the second thing is where are you actually sending them um one is like your website is kind of a double-edged sword if it's not 
designed to really sell and like capture that person, then it doesn't really matter. That's why like for us, like we may create a specific offer to somebody that we know that we want. So like, just for example, so like um, sometimes we go after like e-commerce websites. So people that are selling products online, doing that kind of stuff. The thing that I know that they want is more customers and they want more, they want to increase their average cart value. So instead of just being like, hey, I can do this for you, I may create a, if you don't know what it is, a lead magnet that's like uh, five ways to increase the cart value of every single customer. And that's what I'm giving them for free because they don't know me, right? Especially if you're going after people that don't know anything about you, you can't just be like, hey, buy my stuff, right? That's just like, to me, it's about the same, like whenever you're going and you're like going in the parking lot and somebody's like, hey man, you want to give me like $5? Like, I'm like, <laughs> get out of here. Like, I don't know you, like, I'm not going to give you money. And that's right. the thing is a lot of people just like try to go after people that don't know anything that, that aren't really looking for your cert. Like they're interested in these things, but they don't know that they need to hire somebody yet. Right. Or if, like I said, if it's retargeting, you know that they are looking for somebody to do headshots or to shoot a commercial. And that's why that messaging is going to be way different than going after people that know nothing about you, right? Because if you're going after people that know nothing about you, you need to give them something for free that's of value. Because if you don't do that, then like, and when I say of value, it needs to be something that's like, exciting right that's why like like i said like literally i think it was today um we rewrote the headline of our uh our facebook cheat sheet right we're always testing different headlines we're always testing all that kind of stuff to get the most conversions right so there there's a lot of testing there's a lot of that kind of stuff but i think that that's really the big thing is you're either targeting the wrong people or you're not really sending them to a place that you can capture them and that's why like i said there's so many factors and that's why like your business can be completely different than somebody else's business even though all the steps are the same it's just the way that you think about it and the offer that you come up with um, is completely different so i said hopefully that kind of answers it like i said it, oh, it, it's God. a little hard sometimes to kind of explain it without like here's like exactly what it is because Right. It's easier to, to know um, when I can kind of see some of those things. And instead of just talking in like general terms. Well, it, it's almost like Ty's analogy. Like when you go fishing, you know, you want to go fishing with the right bait. You know, you just don't want to catch uh cast a wide net. If you want to get a specific fish, you know, yeah. that's. And the, and the big thing is, is, is and it's funny because I actually had, a, I was on a call with a client today. And one of the things is, is, that I told them as I was like, look, like you guys are trying, I don't know if any of you guys are hunters, fishers, any of that. I'm like, you're trying to hunt deer with a fishing pole. Like, and sometimes that's happens because like, you think that like your traffic is, is this or that or whatever, and it may be too broad. And like I said, sometimes it is like people will go out and their advertising will be like you trying to hunt a deer with a fishing pole. It just like, could you do it? Yeah, you, 
if you're creative enough, but the likelihood <laughs> is so low that I would not, you know, want to do that. I would much rather actually have like the right equipment, like go and talk to somebody about like, what is the right equipment that I need for this, right? Because the same thing. So like, like I said, whether you hunt or not or whatever, like I said, I'm a hunter, but the, the big thing is like how you hunt a deer in Texas is going to be way different than here in New Mexico versus, you know, Michigan and all those things are, are so different. That's why, like, even when I talk with some clients, I'm like, based on where you are, like, I'm here in New Mexico. The, the way that people talk here is way different than in New York. And the things that people think about here are way different than there, right? Most people don't even know where New Mexico is, which is okay. But that's the thing is, like, geographically makes a huge difference. And a lot of people don't realize that either. Remember, I was telling you uh, when I wrote that movie, and it was a scary movie, and uh, it w- it featured like two young, like they was young white girls. But I had wrote it, so when they read the script, they like, "Yo, B, the monster gotta be up here, G." I'm like, "Yo, uh, that don't look right coming from y'all. We gotta let y'all write because it's just it's just completely different." Tim, let me ask you a question while while we got you on the line for that, um, because it was something that was a throat punch to me that hopefully I can help you guys overcome and let me know how often you refer something like this for me um when i started paying and investing in marketing my marketing company highly suggested we they highly suggested that they provide landing pages over my website and i'm like well my website is great i put all this money into it blah 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 and they were like yeah but we need like landing pages can be more effective before we take them to your website or just for this specific product um what is your take on that yeah so i uh, of course definitely agree with that because the thing is is like we have very different things like right so for instance like some of the stuff that we do is like email marketing right and like we don't just like we mention that on our website and you can hire us for that but like if i'm going after like people that have no earthly idea who i am i don't want to just send them to my website and be like here's everything that i do hopefully maybe you see something that you like and pick and choose and whatever my thing is, is i'm like i know that i want to go after people that um, like I said, we'll stick with the e-commerce, right? Like what I tell an e-commerce shop about email marketing is way different than a restaurant. Right. And to me, the thing that I think a lot of people get wrong is they just think like, like, don't get me wrong. You need to have a good website. Like if your website's garbage, then I, I don't know. Like you <laughs> just, I don't know. Maybe don't even have a website. <laughs> like, yeah because it's hurting you more than anything. But the thing is, is like what I talk about on a landing page to an e-commerce shop, the thing that they find most appealing is right. Like how to get, uh, how to increase conversions on abandoned carts. Or like if I'm talking to a restaurant, it may just be like, hey, how to market to your current guests cheaper. Those are two completely different things, even though they're exactly the same, right? It's both email marketing. But the thing is, is they care about completely different things. And that's why like having landing pages that can speak directly to that client is a huge thing because, right? Like I could just be like, 
here's like 10 email marketing tips and cast a wide net. And I may get some people and they may be interested. But the thing is, is like, I want to make sure that I'm speaking to directly who I want to. And, and in my opinion, I'm like with Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, any kind of ads out there, I can be super targeted, right? Because like, I know that an e-commerce shop is going to pay X amount of dollars versus a restaurant is going to pay X amount of dollars. So like e-commerce shops normally are probably going to pay a lot more because they can, they have a, a wider reach, right? Like if you have just a restaurant locally, you can only serve that local market where an e-commerce shop can be global. So they're going to have more money. So I want to make sure that anything that I send them, where I send them, I have the highest chance of converting them into a client I think versus I'll... just being like, here's email marketing. Let me just get any Joe Smo off the street that's interested in it and do that kind of thing. Right. So, and that's where I think a lot of people miss the mark is you have the ability now, which you have never had in the, essentially the history of advertising to be super specific. Like I said, like I can target all the way down to like a zip code and the amount of income that you have and what kind of foods you're interested in, right? Like I can target down to like the books you read, the shows you watch. Um, and that's why, like, if you've ever been on like anywhere on social media and you see an ad and you're like, how do they know that I am thinking that it's because an advertiser has gone through and you fit a specific avatar and they are targeting you exactly. And to me, that's way more powerful because it's like, I haven't, I've never told anybody that, but they know exactly what I'm feeling. That's where the power of advertising is right now. Because like, if you get a radio ad, you're just blasting it out to everybody that listens to that channel and just wow. hoping that they're interested in it. We're like, online advertising you can really get super targeted and like i said i mean there's so many things right like if your birthday's coming up in the next seven days i can show you an advertisement versus like if you're a male or a female based on your age range i can even show your friends an advertisement about your birthday that's coming up and if it's something that you like i can show them like hey you know, your friend's birthday is coming up. I bet you they would really enjoy this as a gift this, this, this year. This camera product. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, you see it all the time and you may not like really recognize it. And that's why my biggest thing is like when you're scrolling through social media and you see advertisements, take the time to actually read it. Understand like how, like what are the things that they're using? How are they targeting you? And don't get me wrong, like not every single advertiser out there is good at what they do. There's some ads that I'm like, I don't care about this. Like, why are you showing me this? But the ones that really resonate with you, take note of like, why, why do you think that they chose those specific things? Like, and that'll help you start develop, like, what are your customers doing? And that's why, you know, like in a, a few past ones, we really talk about, um, collecting that customer data because when you ask your customers questions like hey you know like why is it that you decided to do video right now more times than not if you see a common like answer put that in an advertisement because other people are thinking that 
And that's whenever you get those ads that are like, dang, how do they know? Like, how are they reading <laughs> my mind? That's where you want to get to. Now, it's not easy, but over time, you can start developing those things and it takes time. But once you get there, I mean, it, it gets really exciting and really crazy as far as uh, advertising, for sure. And, and with that, you're starting to see companies shift from traditional commercials, radio, TV to social media, YouTube. They need, they need content for that. They need video for that. They need images for that. They need copywriters for that. And that's where you kind of, you know, you, you are the, you know, you kind of offer both. You can use it and you can sell it. So, you know, it, they're, they're. It's a good point to understand that because it tells you that the industry that you're into, the business that you're building, shouldn't be out of business no time soon because companies are looking to spend more and more and more for content. And they need not just one commercial for everybody, but sometimes 10 different variations of a commercial to go after 10 different markets. So. You know, it's something that you definitely want to, uh, I got stuff popping up in the back. It's something that you definitely want to, um, be mindful of being in this, in this industry. I was looking at, a a restaurant when you're talking about restaurants that, um, they would use marketing to bring people in on days that were just slow for them. Like, oh, we need more people in on Wednesdays. So we're going to push coupons for Wednesdays and stuff. So I, I remember having a conversation with some friends. It was a post I commented on. It was like drums versus flats. Like, what's the best chicken? And then I started getting all these local chicken companies. Like, if you're a flats guy, we got the, you know what I'm saying? If you're a drum guy, we got, and it was just amazing. Like, wow, how did they get this out of a picture? And people were just commenting. I'm just, it was, it was just mind blowing. It's always mind blowing to see um, just how far that technology is going and just where it's going, um, you know. So I, I used to create it says he used to target people by their birthdays and sell them tacos on the weekends. I would target. Yep. Based on sports teams. Yep. You can do it. I know a lot of people who do it with. Um, I used to do it when I did wedding photography. I would target people who were recently engaged, especially around like November, December, when a lot of engagements pop up. I would flood them with, you know, stuff about being their wedding photographer. It's one of the easiest ways to get business. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, and with that, um, with the whole wedding photography thing, if you do wedding photography, one of the best like ads or offers that we have seen um, working with some uh, wedding photographers is one is you can target people that have that have been recently engaged. So obviously, if you're recently engaged, you're wanting to do all that kind of stuff. So what you do is you offer like a thirty minute free photo session with them. And then when you're there, you upsell them to do the full hour. And the, the big thing is right. Because if you hire, if somebody hires you as a, a, um, engagement photographer and you do really good work, they're going to hire you for the wedding. And And I don't know how many pictures afterwards. Yeah. And just running that, um, as an ad campaign, I mean, I don't know how many more bookings we have seen with like some of our wedding photography people, like, like I said, for any of you that are out there, like that's probably one of the best ad campaigns that we have run with our clients. And it, because realistically, whenever you, when people are buying a service, the biggest objection that they have is they haven't experienced it. Right. That's why I like a lot of restaurants will be like, Hey, come in, get a buy one, get one. Uh, entree 
because they need you to experience the food because once you've tried the food and if you love it, you're going to go back time and time again. And that's why it's really difficult to acquire a new customer. And as a service provider, it's like, how do you provide your, like show people how well you do? Um, because like I said, I mean, it's really easy when you're there just clicking pictures and you're like, hey, you know, if you want to finish out the hour, it's half price. We can do it at this amount. And realistically, you're going to have a, a few people here and there that don't want to, but most people will like, or you tell them like, hey, you know, we can design um, the, the invitations. We can do any of that stuff and upsell them when you're there. Because they have a really good experience with you. Every day. And then after that, you're like, okay, like, when's the wedding? Like, here are the packages that we have. Like, are you thinking about this? And you just, it's it's really probably one of the best advertisements that we've run for that specific industry. I'll tell you one thing really that I really loved about it was I was able to target certain income levels. So I wasn't doing, you know, basement weddings anymore. I was doing a little more high end weddings because I was able to to go after certain income levels and just get a higher, uh, just a higher paying client or a client that was like, no problem. Four or five grand for a wedding. Let's do it. Let me add, you know, let me add five other shooters and let's go from there. So um, it, it definitely, definitely worked. Um, for me when I was going that route. And like I said, I had a photo booth that I was easy to add on. I had friends that were DJs that would pay, you know, like a kickback and I would bring them in and I would have, you know, upsell them and add drones and all kind of stuff. You'd be surprised um, how you can get, you know, when you're targeting clients who are above six figures, it's easy for your average ticket on a wedding to be three, four, five, six, eight thousand $8,000 a wedding. And you get, two or three of those a weekend, uh, a week, I'm sorry, a month, and you're good to go. So great, great tool. Mm-hmm. How about the, how, how you generated, I mean, how you would have or could have generated the two, three, four, eight thousand dollars $8,000 for the wedding? Just targeting higher clients that had a higher income, right? So, so not running ads for, say, for instance, people who made under, Forty, fifty thousand dollars targeting people who made, you know, upwards of eighty thousand dollars only. Yeah. So, and that's usually, that's usually one or the other. I mean, there's no telling what they what they make combined. Go for it, Tim. Give me. I'm gonna let you go, Tim. I gotta run and let somebody in the door, which is crazy. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that while yeah. you uh, while you going for it. Yeah, no worries. The, the other thing that you can do is because like some ad platforms may allow you to advertise based on certain income. Um, the other thing that you could do is a lot of people forget that certain zip codes, people make more money based on certain zip codes. So you can do the exact same thing. Like if you know the zip codes that have a higher amount of income, you can just target those zip codes and people that have been recently engaged right in in this example but that's the thing is like i said you really have um when it comes to a lot of online advertising there's so many things that you can do um right so i would also if you're in the wedding industry i would highly highly recommend pinterest because pinterest is primarily women and pinterest actually um, has the highest amount of um, buyer intent meaning that I think it's like, I'm trying to remember what the numbers are. It's like in the 
47% of people that are on Pinterest are looking to buy products and services at any given time. So the thing is you can go in there and you can do the exact same thing. But the nice thing is since Pinterest is a little bit more like a search engine, you can look at people that are looking at like engagement photo ideas and you can show those people engagement photo ads based on their region, based on their zip codes, based on any of that stuff and really allows you to get super targeted because right obviously if somebody's looking for engagement photo ideas they're probably engaged so so now tim you, your company sets up all of this uh so one is it depends on what you're doing because not every sing, in my opinion not every social media platform and advertising on every single social media platform is going to be beneficial so like, for example, like we don't do any advertising on um, Snapchat, TikTok, because our demographics are not really young kids that don't have money, right, right? right? Like we're looking for people that are most business owners are on the older side. So like LinkedIn, um, YouTube, Google, um, Facebook, and we actually don't do a lot of Instagram either because are at least from what we've found is we just don't have as good of returns on it yet. And that's not that it won't work. It may just not be our offers are right for the market yet. Right. So we're always testing and adjusting and doing that kind of stuff. So like I said, it really depends on what you're selling and who your demographics are. Um, Cause like I said, I mean, everything's different, right? Like the reason you, go to YouTube and look at certain things is way different than why you go to Instagram or why you go to LinkedIn um, and the people using those platforms. So that's why like I said, it, it really depends. So that that's a big thing in our agency. Unlike what like I said, I've, I've heard so many horror stories from other people, but the big thing is that I'm like, I don't want to sell you on something that's not going to work. Right. Like I know like a lot of marketing agencies back in the day were like, you need to do blogging. You need to do this. You need to do whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. Like if it works for you and it makes sense for your industry, that's great. Like, because honestly, like to me, I'm like, if you're a lawyer, I'm not going to a lawyer's website to read their blog. Like, let's be honest. Like, I don't know anybody that does. And I don't know how many lawyers pay for agencies or people to write blog content. Like to me, I'm like, when people, when I'm looking for a lawyer is either I'm a business and I understand the importance of a lawyer or two, I'm a regular person and the craps hit the fan and I need somebody to help me. And I'm going to Google and I'm searching for you. Well, like, Tim, I'm not reading your blog. I enjoy <laughs> a, a legal blog from here and there with some scotch and a cigar. No, I'm joking. Um. <laughs> but I'm doing, my niche is uh, corporate headshots. So it sounds like I would, you would be perfect me and I would be perfect for you, you know? So, you know, that you really got me curious. I mean, in a lot of things that you're saying, you really got me curious and my demographic is a little high, you know, the older, higher end crowd. So I'm definitely really interested. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that if, if you're reaching like a younger audience, like that's where you would want to go with something like a Snapchat or something, you're doing like senior photos, I would probably tear it up on Snapchat and TikTok. But, you know, like you're saying, it just depends on demographics, age. Um, and there's certain places for certain people. I know you're going to say something, put you back on a big screen and enjoy yeah, the no, and, and 
like like I was saying, I mean, you know, like with corporate stuff, like a lot of people, I it all depends, right? Like I'd have to kind of look through some of the things, but really the the big thing is like right, like what kind of corporate are you looking for, right? Because like like I said, I mean, there's so many different industries and stuff, and really what that comes down to is the job title, right? Like you want to target people that have like mainly they're in the PR sector maybe some of the marketing stuff you don't want to go after like the founder of the company because the founder of the company could care less who they're going to hire to take their their photos right if you're dealing with like fortune 500 companies right like when we've worked with like some fortune 500 companies like a ceo doesn't care who gets hired to do the corporate photos they're more like what are the numbers that we need to look at to make you know to take us from $1 million to $3 million within the next year. That's what they're focused on, but that's where you have like your PR people, you have, like I said, maybe your marketing departments. Um, it, it, sometimes it's IT. It depends on the, the, the industry, that kind of stuff. And, and that's why, like I said, definitely whenever you have your beta clients, when you're working with somebody, right? Like for us, like I know whenever I'm going after big companies that are Fortune 500 companies, I don't need to get the CEO. I need to talk with the marketing directors, those people, because that's who I do business with, right? Their, their whole reason their job exists is to oversee the entire marketing. And a lot of really big companies that are doing, you know, well over a million dollars a year, the reason the CEO hired that marketing person is because they're really good at what they do. So I need to go and talk with that marketing person, not the CEO, right? Like if you're, if, if, if it's a small business, then yeah, you want to go after the owner because they're the ones making the decisions, right? And a lot of times people think that it's always the CEO, the founder, the whoever. And to be honest, I'm like in most like big companies that we've worked with, I've maybe only talked with the CEO a few times and really like, either like on a monthly basis, I am talking with their marketing director. That's who I'm talking with, not the CEO. Sometimes the CEO doesn't even care who we are. Like as long as we're producing results and the marketing director doesn't have anything, you know, big and urgent, like it doesn't matter. So that's why like I said it really, really depends on exactly um, who you're going after. Yeah, we used to, when I ran campaigns, I'm going to get you in two seconds, Dre. When I ran campaigns, we would go um, after um, marketing directors, anybody in the marketing department that was any type of director of anything, and we would go after um, any internal event planners that they had. Um, and and we would, we would, you know, stick it to them all day. Go ahead, Dre. Um, so I'm in school, and they keep talking about how we, uh, would deal with like advertising agencies do you guys like ever deal with that or is that like a marketing director like you ever dealt with like, an agency I, i'll you talking about as far as as far as marketing like i've been i've worked with agencies yeah. to be brought in to create content that they had you know it was their vision their idea for marketing um do you mean deal with agencies as far as me looking to hire an agency to work for me or working with no i just I just mean in general. Just yeah, like I've worked with them. If they they've had the vision, and they needed a crew to come in and film something, um, but that was it. Uh, to and 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 agencies are 
good because they there's pros and cons to it, right? They are used to working with um, video production companies. They're used to a certain level of quality. They're, they're used to communicating. They're used to um, the time frame it takes. But at the same time, they have a budget they're trying to stay within. And the cheaper they can get you, the more profit than they they can keep. Um, and some agents will go, you know, they just have huge budgets. They'll go all out to get it right. And that's cool. Um, but today we're starting to kind of get away from agencies as much as they were, you know, big in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, because I don't know, we're just getting away from agencies. We're just cutting out the middleman and people are going straight to content creators, um, to create the vision and have the idea. And that's why we live in an industry where it helps to be more than just a cameraman, because if you have the vision, you have the structure in the business to walk a client through their idea to a, to some content, you've eliminated the agency and that money's in your pocket. So I feel like we're, you know, age, there are some agencies that are just absolutely great. Um, and they, they're just built to handle huge, huge companies. Um, but it's not like it used to be where every, every company wanted to go through an agency or ad agency. You just don't need to anymore. Um, you know, for, to run ads, since it's not all, you know, TV or local TV, you can call somebody like Tim up and say, Hey, I got a company. This is what we sell. Can you put something together for us? And and they can do it and optimize it and create it. There is no need for an agency to, to have the vision to then take, you know, to a company to push it. Go for it, Tim. Yeah. And, and with that, I mean, so like my background is my very first company I started was a production company. Like my background, like I have a degree in film. I used to be a makeup artist. That was like my thing. But the thing is, is like, as I started working with clients, the thing that I heard time and time again was like, can you, do you do advertising? Do you do advertising? And, and my wife, she has a degree in advertising. So like we decided like, let's just start an ad agency. We have that kind of stuff. And not saying that you need to start an ad agency because like content creators and, and just videographers, that kind of stuff, there's agencies all the time looking to hire people to do that. I think that the big thing is though, if you want to kind of up your level, the big thing is really, in my opinion, understanding copywriting and how you use copywriting to make a sale. Because if you can take that knowledge and translate that into a video. And like, so just, just a little bit of an example, like anytime that we may go to a client and say like, they're like, oh, you know, like we do, we want higher conversions, right? We want more people opting in and asking for quotes on our website. My thing is I'm like, okay, let's sit down with the person that maybe is on the phone call that does the selling the most, that is really good. Like, or if that's you, like, let's take your sales process and create that into a video because now a video can be on your website that sells your client and your customer 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and you only pay them once to do that. And I don't know how many clients are like, that's like the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life, because that's the thing is, right? Like if they're doing a lot of door to door, they're doing whatever, right? Like you can capture that exact same sales pitch, that exact same whatever, and like I said, like the most common objections are just your FAQs. That's a nice way to say, how do I handle your objections and create those as videos, 
right? That's why I think like, if there's a company that has like a huge list of FAQs, I would go to them and be like, hey, like, obviously these are the things that people are asking the most. Do you think it would be helpful instead of just having text, if you can actually be on camera or you can have somebody to essentially tell people those FAQs, right? And if there's 10 videos on there, well now be like, hey, you know, we can do these 10 and if we do a bundle or we do a subscription, we do this, that, whatever, and you sell that, right? So though, like those are all the things that we look at a lot. But the, the big thing is, is like ad agencies do have a place, but they are starting to somewhat go away because even now, like we, and if we get accepted is another story, but we just applied to be a Hulu advertising partner where like we can go and we can start running ads on Hulu for our clients. Now, like I said, if we get accepted, that's a whole other story. But like, that's the thing is like a few years ago, like if we wanted to go and run ads on like major networks, we'd have to like go and know somebody and do this thing. But like a lot of platforms are opening it up to essentially the, the little guy to allow you to go and run those ad campaigns. Now, does that mean that because you can do it, does it mean that you are going to be profitable in it? that depends on what you know, right? Because like, to me, I'm like clicking the buttons is the easy part, right? Like turning on the camera, like anybody can learn to focus a camera, but to tell a story, that's a completely different skill set. So that that's really the, I think where at least an agency comes in, if you have a good agency, that that's the other, yeah, that's I can other. go down a whole rabbit hole of that, but that that's the big thing. Um, real quick, because I want to, I, I want to say two things, and then I want to answer some of the questions that came up in text. One that you probably don't know about, but Spectrum, Time Warner, have a service where you can advertise your video on through Spectrum or Time Warner for as low as three hundred dollars. And what you do is very simple: you upload the video, you pick a target demographic, and they'll try to show your commercial on cable in a certain area when they have spaces and slots and it's fairly cheap compared to what it used to be just five years ago. So spectrum with spectrum, anybody can do that. You can do that with spectrum or time Warner. Um, you literally create a 30 second ad or a 60 second ad, or they'll tell you what, you know, what it needs to be with frame rate. Um, and then you'll upload it, choose your demographic and just pay. And your commercial will literally come on now three o'clock. You're probably going to get a, you know, commercial in the middle of a 4am infomercial, but you can scale it to do whatever you want currently right now, because you're it, it, it used to be a time where camera quality was just leaps and bounds apart from broadcast standard. But as you can see on every football game, when they go to the guy with the A7S3 or A7S4, your 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 mirrorless camera probably looks better than most of those 10 year old 720p cameras, those Panasonic's they're using you know, in the studio that they don't want to invest another 500,000 and invest in, in, in upgrading four of them um, to go to 1080p or whatever. So you'd be surprised um, at, at what you can do. I'll, I'll see if I can find a link to it so I can send it to you guys um, because it's something you can definitely push. Tim, you had, you had something that popped up real quick? Yeah, I was just going to add on to that. Um, that's why like YouTube is actually starting to push that a lot. That's why like YouTube TV that has like local channels, they're actually starting to allow you as an advertiser to start pushing your regular YouTube ads out into their TV network. Mm -hmm. 
And like yeah. I said, I mean, that's where everything is kind of going is, right? I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't have, as my family says, real TV. Like, I stream everything. I don't have real TV. So that's the thing is like a lot of like OTO platforms, that kind of stuff. I mean, we've just to kind of like throw all the things out there, like we've even helped a few like people actually create their own OTO channels or over the air channels on like Roku, that kind of stuff to create their own market, their own niche, that kind of stuff. And like I said, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things coming down the road for sure as a content creator because people are always looking for content um if you go to spectrumreach.com it's spectrumreach.com um you can start setting up your advertising there if you're in an area that has spectrum and they offer local advertising and you can literally i mean if you go in and you learn the details of it it's something that you can possibly package in a content deal or a job for a client hey we can get your video on spectrum for this amount in front of this target audience so i don't know if you're in an area where spectrum which they're one of the bigger larger cable providers um but this is something that's coming so you definitely want to be a part of it because they're seeing that youtube is making billions of dollars and they want some of that um, they, they want to get their hands on, on, on that. So there's a few questions that popped up. I want to make sure I get, um, and one of them said, uh, Josh said is as TV ads dead. I don't think that they're dead. They still have a place. Um, and as long as people are watching TV, they will always have a place. Um, I don't, they won't be dead until people stop, stop looking. Um, you know, advertising is just about getting, getting in front of people. And if you still have a large audience, um, then you'll still have an opportunity to to advertise. Definitely. Um, another question says, um, what would it take for me to get back into weddings? Absolutely nothing. I would have to file bankruptcy twice. Um, and <laughs> I'm just, I just, uh, <laughs> I'd have to be uh, deciding between wedding photography or a ski mask and uh, driving past my local ATMs. Like I'm just, I, I'm just, I've had my time in weddings. I, you know, it's great if you, it, you know, I'm just, I don't want to do it. I go back to be a combat photographer in the front line before I do wedding photography any day. Cause at least I can shoot back. Go for it, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I, I will piggyback off of that. I mean, I think everybody kind of like wedding photography, videography, that's kind of like the start in the industry. And like, to me, like I will sell it all day to go and actually do it and shoot. Like I am completely fine handing that off to somebody else. Like, like I said, there's, and don't get me wrong. I mean, if you are dedicated enough and you can deal with the craziness of weddings, like there is yes. a lot of money. Like I have seen some people spend like ludicrous amounts of money on weddings. And I mean, just, just as a little thing, like I remember even shooting a wedding, did everything and paid like, I don't even remember like a good amount of money. And like two weeks later, they were already filing for divorce. And I was like, <laughs> good thing my check cleared. Like I'm out. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, you can definitely make good money in it, but it's a tough industry for sure. I need to shoot divorce pictures. And, and let me, let me be clear. Wedding is not oversaturated. It's not a hard sale. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the people you run across on their special day and what you have to deal with when it comes to just, it's kind of real bratty. It's kind of real. This is, you know, I just, I don't. And weddings is one of the, the, the few photography where 
you can have 6,000 perfect images and have two that are not. And if that, if it's that first kiss, you're, they're going to fight you. You're going to catch some hands. I just don't want that pressure for that amount of, you know, for three, four, five thousand $5,000 when I can shoot a corporate shoot. Um, that's four hours. And if somebody mess up, I can say, cut, let's run that back and do it again. Um, compared to weddings, which are just, it's just, I don't, I'm good. Weddings are a lot easier to advertise to. It's a lot easier to convince people to hire you. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of repeat customers in weddings. Um, so it's almost a one and done. So advertising can be advertising can be a little more costly because you don't have your, your average life period of that client is usually engagement weddings. And if you do baby photography, maybe baby photography, and if you do dog photography, you know, it's only so far you can go and then they're gone um, in hopes that they, um, you know, share your information. Now, I've done all kind of cool things like had hashtags where whenever somebody hashtagged at a wedding, I'm marketing to them. So I've done all kinds of things like that to help um, turn the people at the wedding into potential clients. And it's a lot of stuff you can do, um, especially, you know, with things like Snapchat filters and all kind of things you can do to kind of corral who's there and continue to market to them because, you know, they're probably they're probably going to see your images because they know the bride and groom. But it's just I don't want to weddings is the only um, thing I've ever shot that. And I joke around and tell people this all the time. I almost went from Ty to Tyrone a few times. Like it bring out the, the, who are you talking to type of, you know, you ever get somebody, you're being professional and you're like, yes. And you know, and they're like, who you think you're talking to? I'm, <laughs> you know, sir, uh, what we want to do is we want to offer, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it took me there too many times and I'm, and I'm not a person who I'm not a really like my temper. It takes a whole lot to get my temper there. Like I, what was good about me in the military was I, I was not a type of person that panicked. I was the type of person I can analyze things and see what's going on and use my training. And, um, you know, but weddings is one of them things that would test you. Like, as your grandma say, it would test your nerves. Um, so it was times where I had to just woo. Like, let me just, y'all want to feed us? We've been here 12 hours. Y'all going to just eat cake in front of us. I'm fat. I want some cake too. You're not going to just eat cake and smear icing on each other. And I'm hungry. I've been here since seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't going to happen like that. I'm hungry too. So, you know, I, you know, it is what it is, but, um, that, that's just my experience. It, it, you know, it, the money is definitely there. Um, if you're good at it, um, and, and you continue to grow, it is, you know, it's a six figure, easily a six figure, um, industry. You just have to have the, the patience and the mindset for it. Go for it, bro. It's so, and I'm not trying to, you know, bring up any PTSD issues here with you with the weddings <laughs> or anything like that at all. Uh, I'm wondering, did you or do any any of you know anybody with the experience of doing wedding photography, videography, that maybe kind of daisy chained some other things to it and did that upsell of, hey, you know what, we did your wedding, glad you liked it, you know, wish you the best, stay together for more than two weeks, and in the event that you have babies, <laughs> sorry, in the event that you guys end up having babies, you know, we also can do your baby photos for you as well. And then just kind of keep building on that, like you know, your pregnancy photos and then your baby photos and then family portraits and things like that. I mean, would you, I mean, one, is that a good idea to do? And then two, is it something that you've seen be successful? I've definitely seen that be successful. I've definitely seen someone start at 
couple photos. We're just dating to engagement to wedding. They offered photo booths. They offered uh, videography. They offered, uh, you know, um, pregnancy shots. They did family shots and Lodora shots. And then, you know, I've seen I've seen somebody ride that whole chain out and go all the way to, um, you know, just family portraits. And I've seen people do dog portraits. Um, so I've seen I've seen people who were able to turn that one time client into a multiple time client. But you got to think of the only the two biggest paydays is the wedding day and maybe the engagement. Like after that, it's it goes from thousands to hundreds almost. You know, what I mean, so. If I get a If I get a corporate client that's that's paying me three thousand dollars quarterly to create content i've made more in one year than i would trying to keep up with somebody somebody's marriage you know what i mean so you know if if that's where people are comfortable and that's their lane i've seen people be successful at it i just don't have the patience for it i've seen people have them shoot parties and events you know i just for me my checks from people has have always been one-tenth of what they've been from a corporate client who who goes through a season and every year they're going through this. So I know every year, October, we're shooting Halloween parties and, you know, it'll be $1,300 for two hours. And, you know, November we have, you know, a Thanksgiving party. December we got an award ceremony to end the year. Um, February we, we, we're creating. So I just know from one corporate client, I can make just 10 times more money every year consistently. They don't complain if the price go up, they trust me. So it's just, it was just more profitable for me with less stress, way less stress. Okay. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about that is it's some feedback that I've gotten before. And with the wife handling more so the photography side than I do, I more so do the videography part of it. It was just something to maybe kind of help um, incentivize the possibilities of what income can be generated, right? But at the same time, I do appreciate the the lack of headache per se in comparison when you're dealing with corporate clients and you can literally go in and do a job, you know, easily 10 plus grand, you know, like you said, I mean, it's literally talking head, B-roll, talking head, B-roll, peace, and we're out and have that on retainer because we're going to be doing other projects in the future. We're going to be doing this in the future. We've got events coming up and you literally earn either in that wedding or in that corporate event um, more than in, in that one shoot than you could over a number of years, just doing those family photos and pregnancy photos and little things like that. So that's what I guess we'll try to get after. And one thing real quick, and I'm going to let you go, Tim. If you ever want to see a vindictive client where if you mess up one thing, they will make it their life passion to watch your business burn, mess up a wedding, mess up a lady's special day, right? Uh, and I don't, and like, I'm going to give you an example. I shot a wedding with a, and it was a bee. They were saying their vows and a bee was like messing with the guy and the whole time he's doing this, you know what I'm saying? So I got, he was literally like this 
for half a second. And I'm usually, I got, you know, four shots of him. The rest of the shots is him, you know, people laughing and the beers. You know what I mean? He's doing this. The lady was mad. All you got is shots of him swinging at the bee. And I'm like, man, that's all he did. When he said his vows, he was, and I want to, you know, and you are the, and you know what I'm saying? And she was heated. And I had to, for years, go behind every bad review she wrote to either try to get it off or rebuttal it. And I was like, man, I had nothing to do with me. Like, and I had, I was, I had the, the lens was perfect. I got a shot of the B. You could see him looking at the B and like, I, I was focused on it. Like it was beautiful. It would have been great on like the national geographic, but she was heated. I'm like, be mad at the B y'all chose an outdoor wedding. Like, like, why are you mad at me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, they, I'm telling you, they, they don't play. Like if you want to spend a lot of your time trying to maintain your image, they will come after you like, like crazy. A corporate client just won't use you again. They're not going to take time to write two pages on everything. I, I had, you know, this lady wrote different stuff on different pages. Like she didn't even copy and paste the same disgruntled message like she wrote two pages on the knot two pages on google two pages on yelp two i'm like yo so it was i don't i don't want them problems because if i catch her in the streets nothing will happen we will just you know we'll just talk about it tim you had something you want to jump in and say <laughs> yeah um with that like i said with i i definitely 100 percent agree and and i don't want to discourage anybody from getting into the industry i i definitely think like i said if it's definitely something to experience, see if you can do it. Uh, but at least in my experience, the, the thing with the industry is it is a lot of upselling, right? So like, like, like what I was talking about earlier with the whole, like, you know, if you do like a 30 minute, or even if you do like a 15 minute free engagement photo shoot, you can get them to book the hour. Then the other thing that I would add on to that is like, oh, well, while we're doing the photos, do you want to have like a one minute, a video like invitation that you can do or right? and you do like that and and that to me like the people that are really successful can upsell like crazy and that's the thing is like you really need to productize everything that you do and know exactly what the price is the time and and that's the thing is like to me like the wedding industry is so productized like you get this for this here's like 10 contracts to cover everybody from all the craziness but the thing is is like that's what you want to do and i've i've seen people that'll go and like they'll do two different versions of like the wedding video if you do video i always think that like photo video if you can do the both like video is always going to pay more in my opinion um but I've seen like people that'll do like, here's like an uncut raw version of a wedding. Here's like a polished version. Here's, you know, like the highlight reel that you can share on social media and have that re-edited for like Facebook, Instagram, like all that. So to me, I'm like, if you're going to do it, you really want to think of how you're doing all your upsells. And even the 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 big thing to me is like, spend your money on advertising to get the client and then have a really good email marketing system that follows up with that client for literally months on end. Possibly, right? possibly then, years. Possibly. You know, yeah. And then the same thing is that's why you want your retargeting. Cause you can say, okay, everybody that I already had go through all of this, like all of our customers, how many of them are now 
um, becoming a parent and you can show a retargeted ad, right? Because you can take all of that and all the crazy advertising things, but like that's the big thing. But realistically, the the bulk of your money is going to come from like what Ty said is really the wedding, like engagement photos and the wedding itself. Like that's where it's going to be. So that's why I'm like, if you can have a really good offer to get them in on your um, engagement photos and do a really good job, because if it's crappy, they're not going to hire you to do the wedding. Like, yep. you know, but if you can do a really good job, then at that point you can almost, and, and of course it depends on where you are. Like you can almost like just name your price and they're going to pay it because like not having to go and, you know, talk to 10,000 photographers and videographers and not know how their work is and all of that stuff. Like you already know how the work is. You've already had a working relationship. You can sell it at a higher rate. And I think that that's where a lot of people miss the mark is they just try to go directly to let me sell you on doing your wedding and like I said, it's way easier to go and do something a little bit cheaper for engagement photos, show them how you work, and then really make your money on the wedding. Yeah, I had a, a I had a great time upselling because that's why I went out and bought a photo booth too, uh, because I would sell a wedding, you know, for them to have the wedding have the wedding photographer, videographer, and photo booth in one place at one time made them feel comfortable and we sold video packages like i would have a crew i would do the photography or whatever one i feel like doing whatever crew i had available if my photography crew was available i did video if my video crew was available i did photography and we would sell seven thousand dollar reality show packages where we would have two cameras follow each um bride and groom from literally about the time they woke up throughout the whole day and just we would do sit down uh interviews just tell me how you guys met and just kind of you ever know how reality shows jump off to the to the tape to the person and, and they react into what happened we would do that like uh a day later just kind of go over some of the footage and how are you feeling when the when she dropped the plate i was you know i couldn't believe it so we would edit it like a reality show we charged like seventy five hundred dollars for that seventy eight hundred dollars and i was in addition to footage that you know the actual filming of the um you know of the wedding itself and that wasn't you know we charge for prints we charge for i would charge to host it online if they wanted it in vimeo where it was the quality was wonderful and we create a whole landing page of john and bill.com and you know we would post it on there so their friends can go see it i mean it was plenty of things we would do to uh to upsell and add not to mention prints you know I, I went through shoot proof and then clients can pick the prints they want and i'll just it'll just pay me the profits out i'll just approve it and they can buy leather books and coffee books and all kind of stuff um through there and and you know it would it was all about upselling but you know it's just it, it it's a great industry to be in if you have the patience for it that you know it's it's a lot of money to be made um if you have the patience for it and um i started seeing a lot of success once i separated my corporate and my wedding clients and i went with flash film weddings and i was just it was things worked out and like i said i had a photo booth that would do both because i had corporate clients that wanted corporate events and they wanted a photo booth and I can go and just change the props. We went from, you know, corporate props to wedding props and boom, I can upsell on both ends. So it worked out for me. Go for it, bro. 
Yeah, and, and that's a perfect example of when you would probably want to use a landing page, right? Yes. It's the exact same thing, but right, like corporate clients want something, the way that you talk about it and what they're looking at is completely different than a wedding client. And that's why like, I think like having a website that can be your overarching brand is good. People get an overall idea. But like if I was running an ad and I'm sure that Ty did this, like if you're going after like corporate photo booth people, you only send them to stuff that talks about corporate photo booth. You don't want to send them to a generic photo booth page and see like weddings and business things and weird restaurant things or whatever. That's really where landing pages come into place. And it's as simple as just adding an additional page to your website that yep. just has all of those things. Now, I mean, of course you can get super fancy, but it's as simple as just adding an additional page that's like, this is the page that is specifically for photo booths for weddings. This one is specifically for corporate clients. I literally had two photo booth pages, one for corporate photo booths and one for wedding photo booths. And they were just pictures from each event. And again, I'm going to tell you, you'd be surprised. And, and I hired a mentor to tell me this. He was like, you got too much stuff. You I'm like, what are you talking about? I do all of this, though. I, I can do it all. He was like, nah, bro, spread, spread it out, do this and do that. And I guarantee you the first client I booked was like, man, all the other all the other wedding photographers I looked at, they was doing too much corporate stuff. I'm like, huh? Or I get a corporate photographer like all the other corporate photographers that that replied to my quote, they were doing wedding stuff. I'm like, it's, it's technically the same thing. Like, what's the difference between a reception and a and a award ceremony? Like nothing, but that's just how they view it. I mean, you know, what's the difference between? I just learned recently the difference between a collision shop and a body shop. I thought they were the same thing. They are not. They are not the same thing. I'll just cost me a couple grand to find out. But now I know, and no one's half the battle, and they got a chance to meet Tyrone. So it ended up, you know, it was all right. But I do, I now know the difference. But it's just little things like that that you just in business. Just I told you, it's a whole bunch of little stuff that once you add up, things start going, and you're like, man, okay, just a little tweak here, a little tweak there, a little tweak here, a little tweak there. You go from, you know, your pockets grow from one year from, you know, your business do 30,000 one year and the next year you made them little tweaks, y'all doing 65,000 and you're like, okay, make more little tweaks and you come back the next year, you're doing 110,000. You're like, oh snap. So it's just little tweaks that you're going to make that you're going to see you close more sales and people are on the phone longer and, and certain ways you practice saying the price and they're not like, oh. <gasps> You know, you started to get them like, oh, okay, let's do that. And you're like, wait, what? You know, I, I put the value first. So that's why they, you know what I'm saying? So it's just little, little, bunch of little stuff that um, you'll you'll learn to master and develop and grow your business. And it's, it, you know, you got to pay attention for, to it. It's, it's pretty much the analytics of business. Anybody that's, especially Tim being in marketing, you know, without analytics, you're just, you're just swinging in the dark. You have to have something to compare it to, um, to build on. You have to know what's working for you and what's not working for you. Um, and that's something that, that, that beta testers, beta testers are kind of going to be, they're going to provide you with the analytics of, of whether or not your idea works for them or not, whether it's a good idea, you know, they're going to be honest with you and tell you if they're good beta testers. So, you know, it's important to have those honest people who live and die off of the content you make 
because family won't be honest. It, it doesn't matter. You know, they'll just tell you it's a nice video. Yeah, but it doesn't do what I needed to do. So you got to be careful with people who are around you that just want to support you. And the only way they know how to support you is just to say, yeah, it's great. It's just to tell you that your video is, is pretty. You know, your pictures are dope. Yeah, but I need, you know, content that works. So, um, you know, um, Dream Vision Production asked a really, really good question. I like how these questions are popping up on the screen now. With the money these these wedding film, films cost, um, you can just do that and be okay. We're in a market for wedding videographer next year, and so far it's between 3500 to low-end 10K. You're absolutely right. I have friends that do nothing but wedding videography. They don't do anything else. However, you can make a whole lot more money if you have somebody that you know that do photography and you can offer both, even though you're outsourcing it and you make a portion off of it. You know what I'm saying? So clients don't want to have to deal with eight companies and write eight different checks and go eight different places. They're more worried about what color the napkins are and if the the flowers on the table match the glitter that's on the floor, they don't got time to worry about 10 different companies doing it. So I've literally seen people want to hire the DJ, the photographer, the photo booth, all in the same place, especially if it's high end weddings, right? They don't, you're not dealing with the bride and groom. You're usually dealing with an event planner or a wedding planner. Um, and you know, the, the bride and groom, they don't want to touch it. Like, yo, I got stuff to do. The, the bride may be more, and on colors and, you know, this, that, and the other. This is my idea. I'm going to give it to the wedding planner and let them figure it out. But you don't want to be in a situation where um, you're dealing with the bride and groom because it's usually going to be under a certain dollar amount, unfortunately. I mean, I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying it usually is. Go for it, bro. You had a question? Yeah, just real quick. Was that um, one of the situations where you talked about partnering up with an event planner and then possibly like incentivizing them like, you know, hey, you know, I'll get you like five, 10 percent or whatever of any business that you bring to us? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I start the whole going after event planners started when I was doing wedding photography. I would wine and dine my wedding event planners. And one day I was sitting there and I was like, I got hired by a corporate event um, planner and I was like you know what why am I not doing that with them they're bringing me $20,000 clients like I got booked to cover a week of um it was it was some type of um event that they 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 it was like a block party for a week but it was like all tech companies um and it was huge and I and they did nothing like like this event planner don't touch events that have budgets under six million and you know what I'm saying like it was it was crazy. Like, you know, I did some stuff with when I first got with Scion, it was through an event. So um I started applying that to working with local event planners and um and and you know, just got different business. Also, real quick too, um on a wedding tip before I go to YouTube while it's still on my mind, um just another area you can make a killing with weddings. So I started when before I got out, I started leaning towards um weddings that weren't um, American tradition and started doing like Indian weddings or like African weddings. And they have like four day weddings. So they have like big, big weddings. Like American weddings is like, I'm going to feed you. The, the ceremony is an hour. I'm going to feed you. We're going to dance, get out. Other, other cultures have like multiple day weddings. So there were way bigger price points. And that's something that 
I didn't know nothing about that. My culture, we just rent a hall and go to somebody's backyard and we turn up and they play out green and we party until two and we leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know nothing about a, a Indian wedding and how they got to do it for seven days. That was mind blowing to me. So I started doing that in Kinsieritas and I started learning about different cultures. So there is a place for wedding photography. Like wedding is a great business to be in. You just got to be built for it. My bad. I had to get that rant out the way, Tim. Go for it, bro. Yeah, no, no, I definitely think that that's uh, definitely fair. I, I definitely think that a lot of people just focus on like what I know. And it's like, you you got to broaden your horizons there. But with what you were um, asking, so like with the kickback. So my thing is, is I definitely think that that, in my opinion, may be something to like sweeten the deal. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, like I would literally just be calling up like event planners at their wedding event planners, whatever, and be like, hey, you know, like, and just get to know them be like hey you know we're a production company we're wanting to get in the wedding industry like and in my opinion i think that you should just offer creating content for them to land clients in exchange for referring business like hey you know like what are the top you know five questions you get all the time what if we actually shot those as videos that you could just have and you can email those out to clients when they ask about that would that be a value to you? And if so, like one, they get to know your process, they get to know your professionalism. And I guarantee you when they think of a videographer or a photo person, you're going to be the one that comes to their mind because you did that work for them. And even if you do it for free, you do it for whatever, like to me, I'm like, they're going to find way more value in that than maybe like, oh, we'll give you a 10% kickback or, Mm -hmm. oh, we'll do whatever. And that's like, to me, I'm like, how do I like, what is something that I already do or something that we can offer that, you know, we can really just elevate them? Because to me, I'm like, if that brings them more business, in turn, that's more business for me as well. Right. So that's kind of what I would start thinking about, um, at least going out. And if you're looking at partnerships, because not all partnerships have to be monetary, like it still comes down to like the, the same thing. Like the reason you get a beta client is to figure out what their problem is yep. and can you craft a solution around that? And I think if you're going out to partner with somebody, all businesses have problems. And if you don't have problems, then your problem is, is that you don't understand that you probably have a problem, but you know, like that's, that's the big thing is like, how do you take what you do and figure out a solution for them? Right. Because then every time they go to their website, they see all those videos that they that you did. And now it's a constant reminder to hire you or to get you booked. Um, One thing I want to touch on major, major jewel alert. Make sure you got your pen and papers ready. And I go into deep detail in this in module two, but I'm gonna give you a little bit up front. Um, Really, 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 really valuable information. What I usually do with with my fat questions, right, with frequently asked questions. Whenever I do a testimonial with a client, I have them address each question, right? So one of the questions I got or get is, hey, you guys are expensive. I make sure that I get a portion of my testimonial with a client who addresses that issue. Hey, these guys weren't the cheapest. However, it was well worth it compared to the, what other clients offer. Any of my facts or, or frequently asked questions, I always try to get a testimonial that addresses that. That way, I'm not answering a fact. I'm not saying, you know, 
hey, you know, once we get your pro- your project, we get an itinerary, blah, blah, blah. I want a client to say what I love most about working with Flashville Media was they were, they got our itinerary and they laid everything out where it worked. So I have them say it in their own words. That way, I'm not selling you, right? I'm My client is showing you proof that this is what we do and this is one of the reasons they've chose to work with this. So if possible... And, and when you sit down, like when I sit down and do a testimonial from a client, I'm not going to say I'm pushing them in certain directions, but I'm directing that testimonial. Hey, tell us a little bit more about this specific thing. I don't want a two minute rant about why you should do business with us. I have specific things that I want to address in this 30 second testimonial. That's great, Barbara. Can you tell us that in 30 seconds? Um, Barbara, you, you touched on the fact that um, you didn't expect us to bring so much equipment and you didn't expect the quality that you got. Barbara, in 30 seconds, can you tell us a little bit about what you thought and what you received and to have Barbara say, hey, you know, when we booked a, a company, we didn't know how much equipment it, it took um, to capture the image that they captured. But they showed up professional, you know, with their van. Everybody had on uniforms. Um, you know, they set up the lighting. The quality was excellent. Our final video looks like a movie. So I may use that under a certain uh, question where people are asking about what, what goes into the process of creating the content or, you know, what what's it like being on set? And I will use their words to answer those questions and not mine. So clients are fully convinced that, you know, and they like to hear from people who have been in their situation. I even have a client that will say, hey, I was like you were. I was thinking about, you know, Flashville Media and some other company. And and, and I had a client that said something I really liked. And, I, and it, you know, it was one of the things. And he was like, I shopped the hell out of them. I compared them to everybody. And they weren't the cheapest guys. However, what they offered was better than even guys that were more expensive to them. Their value was there. And that, to me has helped me close a lot of people who were worried about, you know, still wanting to check around and shop some more or felt like, you know, it may be expensive, but people are saying that it's worth it. So maybe I do need to pay a little bit more to get it done right the first time. Or I have clients talk about the fact that, you know, those guys at Flashville Media, they helped me put the vision together. We got it right the first time. It was on time and under budget. I would definitely work with them again. So when you sit down with your clients and you're you're getting testimonials, think about your fact page, right? Think about some of the stuff that come up during the time you're trying to sell somebody and have your clients answer that within their um, testimonials and get a quick snippet, a 30 second, 60 second snippet. Because one thing you'll notice, and let me give some more of this in the course, but you'll see those snippets in my portfolio. So we'll answer those questions when you receive my portfolio. Those videos will be embedded in my portfolio. So there's no way when you get to that price and it's 10, 12, 20,000, you got two videos above where clients say, you know what? We thought it was pricey, but when we did our research, we found out that their price was fair and they gave us more than anybody else was willing to give us. So that'll kind of soften the blow and make a customer, a customer have second thoughts when they see the prices maybe outside of the budget that they had in mind. So use your clients, use those testimonials, you know, for your business to help grow your business and have them create your fact sheet. You know, you can get the questions and just, you know, have them 
you know, go over those questions in their own words. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, and I mean, piggybacking off of that, I mean, you take those, I don't know how many times that we've taken those and used those as retargeting. Advertising, yep. Send those in emails, right? Follow-up emails, because like the same thing is like some of our, our clients that we work with, we'll even do interviews based on like the demographics. So if it's like, we want to get people that are a certain age, we will retarget somebody. So like, let's say that they're 45 or older, we will try to do a testimony with somebody that's 45 or older, have the most common objections that that demographic has and retarget those people that are 45 or older on the site and show them two, three different testimonies that pop up in their newsfeed about like, why this company was the best at what they did and like oh i thought i was going to do this but xyz all those things like i said your testimonies it's always better to have someone else tell you somebody how great you are than you to to convince somebody why you're so great right? right so that that's definitely one of the things that um we have used with some clients is like get those really good testimonies and use those as retargeting ads. And a lot of times those are the ones that end up having the highest conversions because it's from people that have already experienced the service, right? And you can retarget them. The same thing, right? Like if it's weddings, then get all the, the testimonies from weddings. And if you do corporate stuff then get testimonies from corporate and if they go to your corporate page, they see only testimonies from corporate, right? Yeah, I literally have when I have multiple proposals, I literally have a proposal that's pre a pre-made template, depending on what service I'm offering, what what I'm selling. And that pre-made template, everything about it will be around corporate event photography or, um, you know, we'll have testimonials from people who who have hired us. And it'll be all about all of our every piece of content on it will be directed at that client. I don't want to give you a proposal that we use for everything because it's not. It don't work like that. It, you know, we don't want to do that. We want to make sure we're very direct and intentional. So when you get a proposal from us, it's just punching you in the throat and it's made and it's designed to punch you in the throat all day long. So it's very important that you build those tools and get those testimonials that, that can, people can relate to it. And one of the, like, I'll give you an example, a, a testimonial that I love to pull from my client is the testimonial where where we speak to other clients who are apprehensive about working with us the the i i was where you were or you know we had a hard time trying to figure out if we should even work with flashful media or why we should work with flashful media and i love those testimonials that go from there to going through our process. They're a happy client. Everything worked fine. Things were great. So I call them A to Z testimonials. I don't know what the correct term is, but I call them A to Z testimonials. They speak to everybody that's standing at A and show them how they went through to Z. And I usually have behind the scenes footage. I usually have behind the scenes pictures. I usually have photos and videos of them stepping on camera and then a quick cut of the final video um, and how things came together just as B-roll. So I, I love those A to Z testimonials. And those are usually my longer two minute testimonials. You know what I mean? I'll try to cut a 30 second or a 60 second version, but those are usually my longer documentary style um, testimonials that 
they're gripping, right? They're, they're designed to, to be a hook that you swallow. And I just wheel you on in the boat and just grab you and hold you up and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? So you want to make sure that you are, listen, you can get high on your own supply. You can use your ability to create content to hire people to use your ability to create content. Don't ever be afraid of it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the only drug where you can get high on your own supply. If your content is great and you have content that explains everything that you do, how you do it, why you do it, what it costs, whatever, people who are looking to buy from you will will understand that. They'll 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 love it. They'll, you know, they feel like, well, they worked on me. I'm sure you can do it for us as well. So feel free to use your skills and abilities to get clients. I see a lot of content creators that don't create enough video about them and they want to convince somebody that that person needs six videos. Well, you don't have six videos about your brand on your website. You got videos you did for other people. Well, what about the videos about your workflow and what your company do? Well, I don't see that. I don't see any testimonials or anything. So those are things that you may have to focus on to help show value and sell the idea that you are great at what you do. And that's my rant. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. What movie is that? One of the greatest movies ever. Good old Forrest Gump. I catch soon. I always catch it when it's on like it's always after. I always catch it when it's on the Jenny scene on like TBS, and I'm stuck. Like, gosh, I gotta watch it again. It's my movie. Forrest Gump get me every time. I'm sorry. It's one of most one of the this was, Forrest Gump teaches you you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just got to be morally correct and your and timing is everything and you can go everywhere in life just by, you know, just by making the right decisions and, and having the right timing. That's why I love good old Forrest Gump. You know, they wanted to shoot a sequel, but Tom Hanks was like, nah. He was like, I ain't having it. And I'll tell you, they went to uh, Travolta, was supposed to be the original Forrest Gump, but he turned it down to do Con Air or something, Two-Face or something. If you look it up, Travolta was supposed to be the first... Tom Hanks wasn't the first uh, choice to play Forrest Gump. It was, I think it was like Travolta or something. It's was, it was weird facts when you've watched too many movies. but That's a good switch up though. It worked amazingly well. I liked it. I don't think, okay. I don't, I can't see nobody but uh, Tom Hanks doing that. You know, with that being said, it's been a good two hours. So we're going to go ahead and, and get ready to wrap. Any last questions? Anybody got anything else they want to throw out there? Um, before we uh we go ahead and 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 chop it up and real quick, everybody, I will be speaking to you tomorrow. He said, "I'm calling you. Take my money now. Give me a trip to uh. We're gonna have a meeting out in Puerto Rico. That's where we gotta go to have that meeting, baby. I know you got snow. How's this? I know it's hard coming back from the beach dealing with snow. Yo, it's horrible, man. I used to live up there. Look at this guy. Out of here, man. It's terrible." We hold on. We got somebody who just got off PlayStation Live. They just jumped on here, <laughs> real quick. He just must have must have got killed on Call of Duty. So he was like, "Let me just, you know, I got to give you a hard time, brother." <laughs> As a, you know, you're wrong, right? Well, That's we, wrong. We just uh, you missed it. We just I just told everybody in the room how to make a million dollars in thirty minutes uh, using the change. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. Hey, from it's gonna. I'm, I'll try my best to go, but I'm not making any promises. So well, I'll just look at the replays. Well, we, it won't. Be no, ain't gonna be no replay on that one. That's just a million dollars in thirty minutes. We won't. Uh, we're not gonna reshow that. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh... I see how it is. I see how it is. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, oh, I got the just the last leg of it, but I just, uh, I just want to know. 
this is the testimonials is where I'm having a little bit of uh, I'm not a problem, mm-hmm. but you don't do testimonials even for beta clients because you're not really. Are you? Would you do testimonials on beta clients? Heck yeah, yeah, because they're 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 getting access to your service. You're providing a service to them. Heck yeah. Okay. That's why well, the most. I, I didn't know mo- you would because moldable. then you're tra- you're testing out products and all that stuff. But I didn't know you they, would get testimonials from that. They still can speak to your quality. They still can speak to your value. They still can speak to what it's like working with you. They still can speak to the idea of hey, we had an idea. You know, Michael helped 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 us mold this idea into something great to some content that worked for us. They they definitely, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a okay. testimonial you to death. You getting something okay. for free? I'm gonna be at your house at the foot of your bed with my camera all day. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> Tim, like I'm having no parts of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my whole thing is, is I'm like, as soon as a client has a good experience, that's when you get that testimony. And I can't remember, I was listening to somebody talking the other day, but there was a, a guy that did like uh, investment funds or whatever. And what he did is he, one of his like, I guess like sales tactics or whatever is every single client, regardless of like anybody that he could get a testimony from, he would get it. Whether like if it was super good, not whatever, but he took all of those and he put them in a binder and it was like over 6,000 testimonies. And one of the things that he said on his website is like, if you are not convinced, send me your address and I'm going to mail you 6,000 <laughs> testimonies that I have. And he would literally do it. If somebody put their address in, he would take that book and he would mail that to a client and be like, here's 6,000 people that say that I'm good at what I do. Even if it's just like two, three sentences of whatever, but he built up this big, massive thing. And um, he, I think it was a few years ago, he actually did a video where he showed like, here's this book. And he like flipped through like, here's 6,000, I don't even remember testimonies. And that would convince people like, dang, like, obviously this guy has got to be good if he has a giant book of testimonies, right? So that's why, like, to me, I'm like, get testimonies from anybody that you can. Like I said, even if they're not always the best, something is better than nothing. I use that uh, I use that tactic on dates, on the first date. I'd be like, these are all of my girl. No, I'm joking. I didn't work on dates. <laughs> Let's start back at June of <laughs> 98 when I was. No, anyway, don't, don't do that. The views and opinions expressed by Ty Turner is not those of Flash Film Academy. Bruh. All right. There go my one sound effect for the day. All right. With that being said, we had two hours. Two, wait. That's my favorite right now. I don't know why. I think it's because I just grew up in the 80s, but that right there, that hit home because you was mad when you heard that. You was just like, I got to get the rest when you out of man. Doom, 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 doom. You know what I'm saying? I got to get that. But anyway, yeah, you go. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I got to get the whole the whole thing. But with that being said, we're going we gonna to go ahead and wrap. You know, we had a good two hours. Uh, You know, we had a good t- 10 minutes with Michael. But we had a good two hours with everybody else. Clap it up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, shots fired. Shots fired. You know, I got to give it to my guy right there. He, I'll be on his Instagram page too much. He, he can expose me in the worst way. So we ain't gonna talk about that. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we, that's what we're gonna do. You know, um, 
you know, big shout out to uh to, to Tim that jump on and help out with a lot of the marketing stuff. It's great to have an expert that loves marketing and passion and you know jumping on here and just giving us the gems too. So um big shout out to that because you know I told you I'm I'm handing it off. You know, I'm the quarterback. I'm just gonna hand that thing on off. And it's good to, you know, have somebody that's a that's a Barry Sanders that can just take off and and do their thing with it um, because I'm not, you know, I'm one of those quarterbacks that just stay in the pocket and just look. I'm not about to take off running. Um, so it's good to have, you know. Nothing wrong with that. There's a Russell. There's that, always a Russell. That's true. That's true. You're, you're right. You're right. I forgot you in Washington. You're in that area. So that's, that was your go-to. I was thinking of a Lamar Jackson or somebody, Mike Vick, old school, you know, something. But, you know, I, I, I can see that little favoritism there, you know. Um, I can definitely see that. Um, real well, quick, real I'm going to him and I'll let everybody know. I'll give you the review. Yeah. See how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the beta client. <laughs> there you go. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com. 